Come on. Are you ready? Welcome. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. The people who have been divorced in the room laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Dave and Mahoney. You didn't have anything when you got married. That's a prenup. I got a 2013 Toyota Avalon. She's coming for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start today's show? What's some bad news? Yeah, some bad news. Uh, you'd think this would be good news, but I think it's far more dangerous the way that this guy chose to do it than it needed to be. Some guy was driving down an Oregon interstate, and he decided that he was going to throw an estimated $200,000 in cash out of the driver's side window. Making it rain? Yeah, so the Oregon State Police said that Colin Davis McCarthy, 38, threw the cash out of his window on I-5. He told officers that he was, quote, doing well and wanted to bless others with gifts of money. If you've got one of those fancy new cars with the rain-sensing windshield wipers, if uh, all the ones start hitting your windshield, do you think they, they turn on? They automatically gone, yeah. yeah that's he how is it works. technically yeah, making it, it rain? It has it oh. detected rain. Why is this bad news? Well, because he threw it out of the window on the interstate, and it's incredibly dangerous, so all these morons are getting out of their car on the I-5 trying to pick up money. You act like you wouldn't. I Not know. on the highway. I would. Not on the highway? No. Highway now. If they're hundreds. If nah. they're if they're ones, nah. If they're hundreds. Do we yeah. know what the denominations of these bills were? They were hundreds. I'm getting it's out. I feel like that's oh, I mean, I feel like that goes real quick. If you're just driving down the highway, like I feel like you should have gone ones. I mean, that's if you're still, gonna throw two hundred thousand. That's only two thousand was that two thousand bills? Uh yeah. That's, that's not that much. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, two hundred thousand dollars a lot of money, but Two thousand versus two hundred thousand. You yeah. could have. You could have really. Uh, you really could have turned this into a bigger spectacle. See, but Mahoney, these are commuters. These are people who could use some gas money. I, at the least, I'm sticking my hand I out mean, of the window. I appreciate I'm my shirt off and like a <laughs> sail. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the larger bill denomination. Yeah, I certainly do. Much more efficient. But, I mean, if we're talking pure spectacle here, yeah. th- this did seem uh, like it, there could be something nefarious going on. Like, why does this guy have two hundred thousand dollars to throw out of the window of his car? Uh-huh. Turns out the money is believed to actually have come from the family's shared bank account. Uh, they they're saying that he could. Could be cited for littering and creating a hazard on the highway, but they haven't uh, decided to charge him with anything just yet. I love how he said he was trying to do this out of a charitable donation, just like to, to the bless people, others with bless the gift the, of money. You couldn't have just like done gone. that on like your and gone to the side of your city that's like or less just traveled. Like, he hit a GoFundMe or something. Yeah. Go to. <laughs> A 501c3 and hook them up? I mean, it's tax deductible then? I don't know. It seems weird. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, some good news today. I uh, love when good things happen to good people. A Lakeland, Florida mom's persistence at a gas station landed her a winning lottery ticket. Uh, she said the gas station clerk thought that there were no tickets left. She has to double check because she liked the crossword games the best, and there was one left after completing the prize. She won $2 million on the bonus scratch word scratch off. The day before, her daughter had just beaten cancer. Oh, Okay. Right. So uh, her daughter said, the day before my mom bought this ticket, I rang the bell and walked out of the hospital after completing my last treatment for breast cancer. My mom had taken out her life savings to take care of me when I was sick. I'm just so happy for her. How much did she end up winning? Two million dollars. So she had just spent her whole life savings. She had saved her daughter's life effectively as a result of it. And then the next day wins two million bucks. If you do not believe in karma... I mean, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> you're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Audrey, you have been trying to figure out the uh, the way of your new apartment building. And when mm-hmm. I say that, I mean, like, how people act, what's going on every single weekend, stuff like that. It's just kind of, you know, you move into a new place and you're like, I have a lot to learn. You're trying to make new friends. It's kind of emotionally exhausting. Right. But you had an opportunity this weekend and you totally blew it. I totally blew it, dude. Okay, so just with life and, and you know, just life changes, being a 31-year-old attempting to make friends is just kind of weird in general. Yeah. Um, and so I've been trying to kind of talk to everybody as I'm going through, like, Target, like, complimenting, like, girls' leggings or talking to cashiers and, you know, just walking through just general day-to-day places and mm-hmm. having conversations with strangers. And like you said, Dave, I blew it because there was a party happening right downstairs where I could have had just, it would have been like shooting fish in a barrel. So like I could have had so many conversations at in your one apartment sitting. complex. They had a party, like a pool party sort of thing. A pool what? party. Some girl's birthday, I guess. Like it might've been. Did you get invited to it? I just, Dave. So you didn't get invited to it. There was just a pool party going on for somebody's birthday and then you were going to go to it? It's a community pool. Ah. 
Oh, that's different. I thought I thought you got invited Dave, to the pool party. Dave, it's not a clubhouse. Like, it's not like if I were to live in a, uh, like a neighborhood and there was a complex or like a clubhouse where you rent the clubhouse out. Like, this is just a community pool. Yeah. And I noticed other people but there. There. Are, there are community pools at, uh, you know, apartment complexes that traditionally uh, will have, like, mixers and stuff like that, especially when it's like a cool one, like where you live. So they also had a mixer the day before. So there'll be more. Yes. Okay. So, but to your point, no, I didn't get an invite, Dave. Oh, for rubbing no, it no, in. It's, I mean, it just kind of would be really but weird also, if you showed up at the Nancy's pool party and they're like, oh, how do you know? And then you start lying. Oh, you know, it's the, everyone's the pool together. in the complex. Oh, it's not just for that party. Clearly like party. you are out of touch with the rental no? community, <laughs> Dave. You've okay. been a homeowner for so long. So long you don't yeah. understand what it's like <laughs> to be me. <laughs> no, but uh, I did notice that we're some people who were um, like from the apartment complex who were down there and I think that they probably just chimed in on the fun uh, because usually you only get like one or two guests a, per person that lives there. Okay, so let me ask you this. And do there you, was like 30 people down there. Do you feel like there's any hot leads when it comes to potential friends in your new building? I haven't really talked to that many people. So let me ask you this though. Again, I, it's been, been a minute since I've lived in an apartment. I've been a, you know, my wife and I have lived in a house for the last 14 years. So, but if, I think the rules apply to the neighborhoods as they do apartments. Like, isn't that kind of risky? Because if they suck or like, you know, because you don't necessarily mm. get a mm. great read on somebody the first time you start hanging out and then they are right there all the time. Right. That's true. Same I, reason you never date somebody in your own building or in your neighborhood. Oof. Like the people who are having affairs with a the, person next door. You're yeah. Like, what are you doing? This, this is not going to last, you idiots. What? This how? is not going to end well for anyone. Like the, the one, like, like outside of, you know, the work thing, fine. Could be good, could be bad. You know, I think what they say, something like 30% of relationships start That's at work. totally different, though. Because you can quit and get, get a new job. You can't quit and get a new house. In this market easily, right no. now, interest rates, the no, way they are. Lord. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a... Leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. How's it going? Um, disclaimer, my name's Nick. I was just wondering, how much caffeine do you think you've uh, taken in more than the recommended amount? The recommended amount per day is about 400 milligrams. Have you ever had way over the recommended amount? And if so, how has that affected your life? Message deleted. Okay, that is far deeper than I think it needed to be. But um, I think I over-caffeinate myself every single day, and it doesn't affect me. I wish it did. Because you're addicted. That is probably right. But, I mean, Mahoney, we've talked about this before. Like, I could slam a double espresso and go right to sleep. So, Same. The question is, can you go throughout your life without it? No. Okay. I can't. Or, maybe, or maybe I can, but why would I want to? Over because the some people get headaches. Over the weekend, oh. I had no coffee. My wife was in oh. town. I had no coffee. All of that. Like, so it was It was fine. Because she's your natural but energy. But a day like today, <gasps> oh, like where we're doing the show... I bring in, I've got a 30-ounce tumbler full of coffee, and then I have another 20-ounce tumbler. Reserves, just that in case, I, yeah. That I end up filling up. So it's like 50 ounces of coffee that I have coffee. every day. But I don't feel like I drink it because I need the energy. I feel like I drink it because I just like to drink something. Yeah, like the And I like the flavor yeah. Yeah, of coffee. And you, you've turned sh- the corner. You're drinking your coffee black now. I've always, yeah, 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 just black. Yeah. I mean, I, I think when I first started, like, 10, 15 years ago, I would go with like a, a white chocolate mocha. But mm. even that right now, the thought of all that sugar, it's just too sweet for me. Yeah. You guys so. are ridiculous. I have to have coffee. I will be a raging, unpleasant person to be around if I don't drink it. Um, and in college, to answer this guy's question, that was probably the most caffeinated I've ever been. So I was working like 80 to 90 hours a week. And also, I was a bartender, so I was doing things called pipe bombs. And we would take a Red Bull and cut a hole in it, dump a little out, put a, uh, like a shot of something, your liquor of choice, and then you shotgun it. So I was just shotgunning Red Bull. So I was really caffeinated. Those were healthy years. In my 20s. (laughs) Please leave a message after the tone. 
Hi, this is Animal. I have a comment and question. So the comment part is, I think it's disgusting. Like you guys are talking about the snot rocket guy, especially when major league pitchers do it on television. Also, why can't they just use a napkin? Thanks, guys. Love your show. Message I mean, do major league pitchers have napkins on call? A is, hanky. They should have a little as handkerchief. As far as professional athletes go major league baseball players definitely have to be the most gross right i mean i love baseball and it doesn't really bother me but like as far as per capita dude chewing on things adjusting their nuts all of it constantly on tv it's, like, well it's the pants are very tight Dave. the butts is it is it not possible to step up to the plate without grabbing your nuts you gotta i mean you gotta get yourself you gotta get yourself adjusted man get yourself ready i mean trying to hit <laughs> a uh, you know uh, a round object with a cylinder at coming at you at 90 plus miles an hour not easy i'm not arguing that baseball is easy i'm just like is it possible to hit a ball without touching yours first mm, no please leave a message after the tone i'm totally okay and pretty much agree with the idea that aliens exist i even think like bigfoot exists but i've been hearing a lot about fairies lately and i have to draw the line somewhere there are no thing as fairies Message deleted. I wish fairies did exist, like the fairies like we had on uh, Legend of Zelda. That, you know, you just meet a fairy, and then all of a sudden, you, all of your energy is just revitalized by just touching it. See, that's that's a lot safer bet than Tinkerbell, who was horny and murderous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably that's right. A, that's a pixie. Isn't oh, they're, it? they're different than fairies? Pixies are different than fairies? Mm-hmm. Are you sure uh, she's a pixie and not I a fairy? She was a pixie. Well, it's pixie dust. We know that. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Are all pixies. Or is this not fairy dust? I don't know. I thought it was something, something pixie dust. I don't know. Either way, they're both evil. Pixies and fairies in mythology are uh, both evil. Guys, according to the Googles, uh, Tinkerbell from Peter Pan uh, is a spirited fairy, but to confuse things, she is from Pixie Hollow. So I think they're probably like interchangeable. That's too complex and confusing. Cancel her. <laughs> <laughs> This is Dave and Mahoney. So, Mahoney, I'm curious how you would describe my four-year-old daughter, Olivia. Uh, you know, she's your middle child. She's yep. your middle girl. And uh, she is a brawler, man. She is a brawler. She is violent with my uh, with my son. Not with the, the well, not with the baby, which is good. But with my uh, two, almost three-year-old son, she will just grab him by the head and throw him to the ground. She gives, like, roller derby energy. She, yeah. But she's also very outspoken. So we're still at that point in life, and I think... Most parents can probably relate to this, where the kids will find their way into your bed throughout the course of the night, where they'll, you know, they go to bed in their own bed, but then they wake up and they'll come into our bed. And so the, the two older girls, Sienna, who's seven, Olivia, who's four, will end up sleeping in bed with us. And it's just, it's a lot. It's super dis- disruptive. But I also know it's for like a limited amount of time. And that when the, those I days love are how gone, you say a limited amount of time, like, Seven years, ten years. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> that, that is that is kind of the norm that I hear, right? Is like about ten years old. They're kind of like, well, all right, we're done. Not with even it. that, but you've got you know your youngest daughter who just turned one, so maybe a twenty year span. Yeah, it's great. It's also, great. you're like really kind enough to just like consider that because I feel that some parents would just be like, absolutely not. That, well, that's, that's how my parents were. I mean, there are six kids in my family, though. I understand why. There was just never any possibility of like go wander into mom and dad's room. No way. I don't. I don't. Rem- I don't think I did. I was an only child, and I don't think I. I did that a lot. No, my mom literally would make spooky noises in the dark. <laughs> like she said, she would hear me in my little diaper butt <laughs> walking towards the bed, and she would start going. Oh my God! <laughs> That's trauma, to man. Need to go what? back to bed. <laughs> also hilarious. Uh, so my, so I'm terrified of the dark. This weekend I wake up and the two older girls, as usual, uh, have, you know, found their way into the bed or whatever. But it's really sweet. But you know, like everyone's kind of waking up together on Saturday morning, and Olivia, again, very outspoken, looks at me and goes, "Daddy, what's that smell?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Is that your breath?" I'm like, I'm like, maybe I just woke up. She goes, or is that your butt? I'm like, if it's not my butt, I did not fart. And she goes, oh, is it your whole body? <laughs> I'm like, breath, butt, or body? Like, what in the hell, kid? <laughs> that is brutal. Which was the worst? Did I we don't de- know. Did we determine what the smell I think was? breath it's smelling pro- like your butt or possible armpit is pretty horrible. <laughs> it's pretty bad, man. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. When you're looking for love, hey baby, you want 
believe in all the wrong places. You want to see what a mistake looks like? It's the Missed Connection Inspection on Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, these are people that are looking for love, and maybe they're doing it in all the wrong places because I don't know how many true love stories have started on Craigslist, but look, these people posted their messages. We're all about love here, so we want to amplify these messages in the off chance that maybe they've got a shot. Dave, love is such a hard thing, especially fleeting love. These moments, these encounters, they're fleeting, and they just want to reconnect, and that's why Many years ago, we put our hands on a stack of old penthouse forum letters and playboys in our dad's rich basement, and we swore that we were going to help these freaks fly their flag as high as we possibly could and amplify their messages. This first one is entitled Tibetan Singing Bowls. This is a man for a woman. I've seen those. Kind of cool. He said, I gave you a Tibetan singing bowl session. You, girl, with beautiful eyes. You said I put you under. I was so distracted by so many things going on at the time. I could not remember your name, but you said that you work with at-risk youth and you deliver energy healing. You also mentioned that you bought your first bowl set. I just wanted to make friends. Do you think the Tibetan singing bowl uh, session was a euphemism for anything else? Because you do, you are familiar with that. It's like the singing glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like have a little. Is it just when you like finger the rim? Yeah, and it makes a, it starts to hum. <laughs> that's yes, that's how it goes. Accurate. Yeah, accurate. Uh, this one I think may be loaded with euphemism. I'm not sure, Mahoney, but innuendo seems to be abounding. This one is just entitled "Caramel Corn at the Gun Show." <laughs> Yeah. Caramel corn slaps. Uh, it does. It's sticky, though. It, it's sticky, it does get but, sticky it's, but it's, it's worth the it. risk. It's totally worth it. <laughs> you were selling caramel corn at the county gun show, and I couldn't keep my eyes off of that caramel corn. Mm-mm, it was amazing, beautiful, the best I've ever had. I need that caramel corn right now. I don't know, again, if that's innuendo or if that's just a dude who really loves caramel corn. I mean, you can't be touching your gun after you, you've been eating caramel corn, though. It's sticky. You're going to have to clean it. It just <laughs> feels impractical. Uh, this is a uh, man for a woman. It's entitled Cracker Barrel. Yeah. One of my favorites. I came out of the men's room and you were standing there and you were waiting on your dad who was still in there. And I said he was okay. He was standing up and he had his walker. Then we talked about your mom and dad and how challenging it can be to take care of your folks sometimes. This was at the Cracker Barrel. I hope to hear back from you. We had a good conversation together and then your dad came out. I just want to make sure you got home safely and please contact me back. My name is Ron. They were just chatting over by the zebra gum. <laughs> All the Laffy Taffy and Dolly Parton cassettes. Nick, no, Nick it's the, yeah, the Statler Brothers CD, <laughs> which slaps, by the way. This is Dave and Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. So, Mahoney, over the years, we've heard many ridiculous stories about people hiding guns in places that you shouldn't be hiding guns. And it's American ingenuity, Dave. I mean, we do that better than anybody else on the planet. There was a story a couple of years ago that really got me. It was when there was the two rival biker gangs that got into a shootout at the Twin Peaks in Texas, Mm -hmm. if I recall correctly. And one of the guys tried to hide his gun in the back of the toilet in the restroom. And then another guy tried to hide his gun in a hamburger. I thought it was a chicken sandwich. Maybe it was a chicken sandwich. I just remember it was a sandwich of some kind. And Mm -hmm. it seemed really ridiculous that you would... Try to, like, you know, lift up, whether it's the burger or the piece of chicken, put your gun underneath, and then just, you know, because how could anyone ever spot that? Well, I so, mean, a gun in a Popeye's chicken sandwich back in the day, those things were pretty beefy. I feel yeah, like maybe. if you were going to hide your gun in any sandwich, it would be a Popeye's See, one. I would have gone the $6 burger. I don't even know what Wrong. that is. McDonald's is the only way to go when you're hiding guns and burgers. You go with a Big Mac 10. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a little gun pun. I don't that's a get gun that pun. joke. That's a gun pun. I don't get it. Okay. Mac-10s are uh, handguns. All right. So, like automatic handguns. We, uh-huh. have a, we have a new level of difficulty that has been achieved by a gentleman in Mississippi. Uh, the cops pulled him over at 12.38 p.m. for a traffic violation. During the traffic stop, the passenger, Devin Mitchell, hid a handgun inside of a folded quesadilla Ooh. in a Taco Bell bag, which is not a terrible place. That's not a bad place. Right. Yeah, you just kind of attach the sides with cheese that's already in there. Do you go crunch wrap supreme maybe instead of a quesadilla? Nah, quesadilla no, quesadilla is better because you have more tortilla. Hard shell tacos you can't hide. Yeah, and also, you break and then all the bullets fall out. Yeah, yeah. and also you wouldn't Not want good. to ruin a perfectly good cheesy gordita crunch. Mm. Those are the best. Officers carry out a search of the vehicle, uh, found methamphetamine, liquid heroin, and drug paraphernalia, along with the quesadilla-wrapped firearm. Liquid Was heroin. the gun 
actually did they did they take the time to melt the cheese you know, in the it, quesadilla? It didn't it didn't say, but I would imagine it was probably pre-melted. You just have to, you have to get the quesadilla at the exact right time if you really want to, to fully cover the weapon. It's very fair, important. Fair. Uh, so Mahoney, you're a big Disney guy. You enjoy your your land-based vacations for many years. We're exclusively at Disney. Yeah. Uh, there is nothing like a fun-filled day at Disney with your family, getting roaring drunk, insulting children, and having your family abandon you. Is this a story from a couple months ago from me? No. <laughs> no, not on that one. Like, did they finally find out? Edward Stevenson, 30, who is a registered nurse, uh, threatened an Orange County Sheriff's deputy after he was arrested following a drunken scene at Disney Springs. He had attracted the attention of law enforcement because he was belligerent and cursing at and in front of children. It took three deputies to place his arms behind his back. Uh, he, once secured, continued to tell them how those damn kids better hope that they're never a patient in his emergency room. What? Which is a pretty awful thing to say. Goodness. But he had gotten so drunk and so belligerent that his family had left him. They're it's just really like, hard right, to get drunk luck, at Edward. Disney. As somebody who has tried, I have tried before as well. because uh, inside of if you go to Disneyland, there's you can go to you know uh, California Dal- Adventure, and there's yeah. there's some places over there for, for the sure. Booze, yeah. But first off, price wise, I mean, you just got to be rich. I mean, you're paying like the twenty two dollars. You're paying drink, MLB yeah. prices, well, yeah. and they're or, making it to where you are going to have to like pre-plan each beverage. Which I mean, if you go to a bar, obviously you're just going to wait there and either get like one for each hand and then walk back whenever you need one for each hand again and they make you like do the little um like the pre-planned stops now like you have to go up you know what i'm talking about i know exactly what you're talking about and they also i think strategically place the bathrooms in inconvenient places to where you get the drinks so if you have broken the seal and you have to pee a lot not that convenient i think i just don't think you know where all the bathrooms i was just gonna say that a lot of of hidden bathrooms dave's Dave's a disney noob the the tiki room i hate disney best place (laughs) if you got to take a slam that is the place tiki room uh, is it really thank you for letting us know air conditioned so i've told you guys that i love the villages so much i i I cannot wait for the day that i'm able to uh, to move into the villages you're talking about the villages down in florida america's largest retirement community uh aka uh it's like spring break all the time uh for the retired so there was um, there was a study that was done as to how many golf cart crashes have happened in the villages. I oh. love that they had to do a study. Mm-hmm. On this how cause... many? Uh, so there was 43 golf cart crashes in the first quarter of 2023 in just a portion in the Sumter County portion of the villages. Okay. 43 in Q1. That seems like a lot because it's pretty difficult at the rate of speed that you're going to crash golf carts into each other. If you've never crashed a golf cart, you live in a glass house. There were 358 car crashes, golf cart crashes in the first quarter of the year in the villages. They're just trying out 358. for- 358. Like, they're just trying out for the so, new movie Jackass. So what is that? 90 days divided by 300 or 300 divided by 90? It's a lot. So we're looking at three like, and a half golf cart crashes per day? Per day. They're doing I something. I feel like that's uh, not shocking. You're just like, that is on brand for the villages. You see why I want to move there so badly? Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably have their license taken away. Can you drive a golf cart without a license in Florida? I'm not you sure. You should be able to. If in, in my America, you can. That's right. This is Dave and Mahoney. Time to play Tipsy. through the quad. Or Toddler. <laughs> a Dave and Mahoney. Come on, everybody. John is joining us for a round of tips here. Toddler, how's it going today, John? Uh, going great. How are you guys doing? Good. So have you spent any time around drunk people recently? Uh, almost exclusively. Almost <laughs> exclusively. So um, how about any toddlers? Any toddlers in your life? Um, I work in an elementary school, so not quite toddlers, but yeah. I, so you I've get the idea. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, toddlers yeah. and drunk people act very similar. They're constantly knocking things over. They're saying things that don't make a ton of sense. So what we're going to do today is we're going to read some things that were said. You're trying to figure out if it was a tipsy person or a toddler. Simple enough? All right. Sounds good. Okay. Here we go. The first one. This is two people. So uh, we'll go back and forth here, Audrey. Okay. Pull your pants up. I'm trying really hard and it's really hard to get it over my cut. Hold on. Just let me rest for like uno momento. Good Spanish. Thank you. Is that a tipsy person or is that a toddler? Uh, I was going to go toddler all the way up to uno momento. So let's try a drunk person. A drunk person is correct. Yes. Excellent job sussing that out. Let's uh, let's have a listen to uh, to what they said. Pull your pants up. I'm trying really hard. It is really hard to get up. Oh, my God. Hold on. So I rest okay. for like... 
All right, John, you're on the board with one. Here we go on to number two. I don't want to eat my food. Why? It's Mexican. And? I don't speak Spanish. Is that a tipsy person or a toddler? Uh, let's give it to the toddler this time. That is correct. Yes, John. All right. Crushing cool. the game. Here we go. Let's have a listen. I don't want to eat my food. Why? I don't want to eat my And? I don't speak Spanish. Ay, ay, ay. What? That's so cute. All right, here what? we go. On number three, you're two for two. You're doing great. What are you right. doing? I'm doing some work. I told you to not be I- you need to be patient. Is that a tipsy person or a toddler? Uh, let's go toddler again. Yeah, hey, man. Dude, you're you are crushing it. it. What are you doing? I'm doing some work. <laughs> I told you not to be. Uh, you need to be patient. All right, John. Adorable. <laughs> three for that three. Just adorable. You can win it right here with this one, or you have one more after that if you don't get this one correct. But so far, perfect. On to number four. Walk. My legs won't move. They won't move. I keep telling it, and it won't move. Is that a tipsy person or a toddler for the win today? Uh, let's try tipsy on this one. Dude. Oh, dude. Four for four. Unbelievable. Walk. My legs won't move. They won't move. Bloody walk. I keep telling it, and it won't move. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So I saw something this weekend that I had never seen before. And you guys tell me if you're familiar with this. We're all, we've all seen like seaplanes before, right? Like the sort of planes like from Indiana Jones that can land on water, right? Yeah, those are pretty cool. Yeah, but I you saw. You don't see them very often. I saw one this weekend that was one that I'd never seen before. So it had the wings, then they had the body, but the actual body itself is what you would land on. So there was nothing beneath it. It had like little buoy things on either wing in case it tilted too much. Mm -hmm. But then it had the propeller that was actually behind the cockpit, which I thought was really interesting. So this thing is kind of like buzzing around the area that we are out on the lake because you know, anytime that we have a chance to go out, we, we try to take it. And the kids love being out on the boat, all of that stuff. But we see this this plane, it's kind of buzzing around, and then it lands on the water. And we're like, oh, so that's how it does it. Because we thought, as low as this thing is flying, that thing better be able to land on the water. Right. But it was just pretty interesting because it landed right on the body. Like near you where you were boating? We were in this little cove area. And so we'd stopped, and there's a bunch of boats that stop in this little cove because there's some sandy beaches where the kids can get out mm -hmm. and play and splash around and stuff. And so it lands in this little cove. And... We think it's like, what a cool thing. Like, if your friends are out for a boat day and then you pull up in your plane, like, Who's that's just, just got a random seaplane, though. I, that's what I mean, like, man. When you buy a random seaplane, I've never even seen one of these before, much less in the wild. Do you also have to have, like, a boating license and a flying pilot's license? Probably. A license? Yeah. Do you have, do you have to have, like, the little boat need? registration sticker on the side because yeah. it turns into a boat? <laughs> Very confusing. Uh, but so the, the guys are like hanging out with their friends and then like some of the boats start to leave. And so you can tell that this plane is going to take off. And it's, you know, doing the process where they go out and they kind of like zip around the area where they're going to use as their runway. But it's fairly important that, you know, if they're doing the takeoff, that they know that, that area is going to be cleared. And I thought it was really interesting because they had two friends that were out there on jet skis that were kind of acting as the ones that were establishing what the perimeter was going to be for this plane Almost to take like off. a wide load, like the kind of, yeah, that exactly. in front of and behind of, a, you know, like if you're on the highway with the tractor trailer. But that seems crazy to me that, you know, obviously they do this all the time. But if you think about like how flat runways are and, you know, how important takeoff is, but you're on a, you know, a constantly shifting runway that is the lake. I'm sure you have to be a pretty good pilot, and that actually kind of lends into this next thing that happened is, so we're out there on the lake, and this thing takes off, and I'm sitting there filming it because it's it's pretty cool. It's something I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And so it takes off and kind of buzzes around this corner, and then it whips around, and it comes back around the corner into the cove, and it's flying low. I'm talking like I could throw a baseball and hit it low. And so, Could I mean, you? It's, it's, you think? Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe back in the day when the arm was a little better. <laughs> like, <laughs> find okay. A, find a slingshot. Dave fancies it. himself an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Uh, but it's, it's flying low, and everyone's kind of amazed how, how low this thing is flying. It's kind of hot-dogging a little bit. Mm -hmm. And this plane turns directly towards us and is coming right at our boat. And I've got the audio. 
if you'd like to hear it. Oh, of, you brought of, it in. Of how my wife reacted whenever this plane was flying directly towards our boat with Please. our four kids on it. So, again, there's a lot of noise from the plane. Have a listen. So it buzzed right over she us. She went full government on she, you. She David, went, David, David. David. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? So <laughs> catch really it and throw it out of the way? Like, <laughs> she was just panicking. She I mean, just needed you to be her strength in that moment. Yeah. I saw this video, but I didn't know that it was just like some bros flying a well, seaplane. And that's what my, my wife said after the fact. She's like, I don't know if those people are hammered or what, but like they're sitting here hot dogging in this thing coming right towards us. Anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a, leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Dave, Mahoney, Audrey. Uh, I just thought about this running on like three hours of sleep, but arcades transition from tokens to cards, and I'm wondering what y'all think is going to be the next thing. Love the show. Goodbye. Message deleted. I don't actually hate the, uh, the tokens to cards thing. I mean, back in the day at the arcade, there was... It felt like a boss move when you had the entire pocket full of quarters. Dude, if you put a $5 bill in, you if were you balling. you put a 20 in. Who, I had a what friend. What kind of rich, it wasn't me. rich parent gives me. their kid a 20 at the it, arcade? It was my friend Ben. His uh, his dad owned a fine gentleman's clothing line. I at the you were uh, say gentleman's club. Me too. <laughs> no, it was like a, like a men's dress shirt store at the mm-hmm. at the mall. But his dad would always be there, and he would always be there as a result. But whenever we would go to the arcade together, he'd have a crisp 20. Oof. He'd put in that thing. And just clank, 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 clank. It's just unbelievable. I feel like the progression will be Apple Pay, Apple Tap, like your phone tap. Just like use the little boop, boop, and then maybe get your tickets after if you end up winning. They're never going to get rid of the tickets. A biometric scan, probably, where, you know, that's where everything's moving anyway. Thumbprint. Do you you get uh, nostalgic about, like, the old school video games? Because there's, like, a bunch of those places that have popped up where, you know, you can go play the old stand-up Street Fighter 2 video game. I just don't really like them that much. It's fun for, like, one game, and then I'm like, this technology sucks. Because it's, it's not designed for you, Dave. Is that what it is? Well, Who's it designed I, for? I was the guy that played those. Kids? No. Like, you age out of it. You're not, like, sitting there. You're, are you kids uh, clamoring today, to go to Dave & Buster's? I love Dave & Buster's. <laughs> They're not clamoring for Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition or Joust or That's what I mean. Asteroids. Like, are kids into, well, I guess they do have the giant, have you seen that giant Asteroids one they have at Dave & Buster's? I have not. Where, like, yeah, there's, like, two seats that you actually sit in and you sit there and just bash the buttons. But yeah. I actually like Dave & Buster's. I, I do, too. Yeah. Um, especially now that there is booze They involved. sell beer, and that makes it more fun. <laughs> it does. Gaming while drinking is elite. I don't think that I'm ever going to outgrow, like, let's have a beer and play air hockey. Oh, or uh, foosball. No. Foosball. Guys, you know, the, you know the best drinking, like, in-person game is shuffleboard. Oh. Not like uh, not the not the what cruise about, ship shuffleboard, the bar with the salt covered right shuffleboard. That. Yeah. that is Too much the top as, tier. as far as Dave and Buster's, I think ski ball is the best drinking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Please leave a message after the tone. How do you all feel about hobbies? You know, do you think everyone needs one or are they just good to have when you have the time? Message deleted. So I don't really have a lot of hobbies. Like people have asked me that before, like, what's your hobby? And I'm like, I mostly just work and then Try to keep all of my kids alive. Is that a hobby? I mean, that's pretty close to a lobby. You're uh, a lobby, a hobby lobby, a hobby lobby. <laughs> hobby lobby is I mean, a good place to start if you're yeah. looking for hobbies. But Dave, I feel like as your kids start developing their own interests, those will become your hobbies. Like taking your daughter, who is really into cheerleading, mm-hmm. cheerleading into the and competitive her side. Following around the country. Yes, I, I've got some friends that are like the cheerleading mom or dad, and like that. That ish is expensive. Yeah, it is. especially because there's no upside. You can't make any money being a cheerleader. Well, not a professional cheerleader, which nope. I found out how much they make. It's criminal. It's like $40,000 a year. Not even. If. I not think 35. Even. I think yeah. now, I mean, back in the day, it was like 50 bucks a game sort of thing. Yeah. That's crazy. And that was for like the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. And you can't even date a player. That's the well, whole that's point. That's the whole point. Come what on, do you man. Mean you can't even date an athlete. As if there's some sort of, uh, you know, <laughs> ethics 
thing here that we can't <laughs> right. cross this magical line. You know, great looking people at the the pinnacle of their physical fitness. We can't we can't have this because it will sully the reputation of the game. You're like, if I'm a professional cheerleader, the reason I signed up for this is to get sexually harassed by Brett Favre. Okay. <laughs> No, that was a that was a that was a broadcaster, Dave. Who, uh, was it a broadcaster? Yeah, was it wasn't a yeah, who he was unceremoniously sending uh, unsolicited photos of stuff that he uh, fairly unimpressive stuff. As it turns yeah, out, what are you doing, Brett? Yeah, come on, man. You ever just hit the play button on your console in the studio and take a nap while the music's playing? Message deleted. Uh, no, not me, but Mahoney has done that before. So to. now everything's pretty much, you know, we push a button, play it, we have a database. You know, the technology has come so far from when we started in radio, you know. I mean, we got friends who started on Reel to Reel, you know, who were playing LPs, who were playing records. Doing, you know, doing that, and there was literally no, like, you can let this just run. That's how... You had three minutes. You know, uh, you know the uh, you had, yeah, three minutes at most. But there was a time when I was hosting a show uh, in the late night hours, and we were playing it off of CDs, and it was like 30 minutes on one side, then you'd play the commercials, and then 30 minutes on the other side. And I, uh, you know, back then was working probably 60, 70, 80 hours a, lot of hours. a week, getting paid for 23 hours a week. But that's part of what the charm of radio was. And I remember it was like 2 or 3 a.m. And everybody hated this show that we were playing late at night. So I was just like, I didn't want to answer the phones. I put the CD in, set an alarm on my uh, my flip phone to wake me Your up. Your flip in phone had alarms? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember those. Oh, they did. They did. And so I set an alarm for 25 minutes from now. And then I would wake up, play the commercials, play the next CD, and I'd be good to go. And your flip phone betrayed you. But that's, and, oh, no, you felt. You, and I fell asleep. And we were off the air, I think, for 20 minutes. Oh, no. Or so. And the phones and are just blown up. Seven people noticed, and that was it. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, luckily, I, I was like, my career in radio is over. Yeah. Like, this is it. This is like the moment I messed up. I, you know, you're not supposed to do this. And, uh, you know, wake up, end up playing the commercials, throwing in the CD, and literally nobody ever ever said a word about it ever. Thank God. See, I just got so hungover one time that I took a little siesta, um, but I had a puke bucket right beside me as well. What is wrong with you guys, man? Sorry, we can't be as buttoned up to you. We were going hard in the paint, Dave. Oh, yeah. With the puke bucket? No, I mean my thing. I wasn't even drunk. That was just I was exhausted because I'd been I basically lived at the radio station at that point in my life. How are you going to judge us? Like we were making seven dollars an hour. Of course, I'm showing up. Hung oh, I over. wasn't even making seven at that point. I think I was Man, making. Mahoney took a drunk nap at the studio like two weeks ago. No, he didn't. I was I wasn't on air though. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. Dave and Mahoney present, Are You Smarter Than a Community College Dropout? Probably not. Lori is joining us for a round of Are You Smarter Than a Community College Dropout? How are you this morning, Lori? I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for joining us. Tell us about your level of education. How far did you get in school? Well, I graduated from high school. Okay. And I was a straight B student. Excellent. So <laughs> much better than me. Lord. Yeah, you'll you'll do just fine in this game. So you and Mahoney are going to be asked the same questions today. The way that it works is that you do have one pass. You can use it whenever you want. I would just encourage you to use it sooner rather than later, so it doesn't go to waste. Uh, if you're not familiar with Mahoney's education, he famously dropped out of not one, not two, but three different community colleges. I like to call it the trifecta, Dave. <laughs> That's right. And uh, recently, Good thinking luck. about uh, expanding my my horizons and maybe making it four. All right. So Mahoney is going to leave the studio. He is going to go to a soundproof space across the hallway. And Lori, again, use the pass sooner rather than later if you feel like you need it, okay? Okay. Okay, studio door is closed. Here we go. Question number one. What dinosaur's name translates to three-horned face? Oh, no. I think I better pass. Okay, good good pass on that one. <laughs> if you think about it, it may actually, uh, is it, it kind of makes sense. It's the Triceratops because it has three horns. Dry. On its face. Wow. That's it's tough. That's, right. a, that's a hard question out the gate, Dave. Yeah, so that question. That is a hard question. Yeah, my, 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 I'm, my on Lori's, I'm on Lori's side here. Okay, so uh, let's go through the uh, the next five. No more passes. Here we go. Who became the world's first billionaire in 1916? Oh, my goodness. Um, How about, um, 
uh, Rockefeller. That is correct, Lori. Yes. Excellent. On the board with one. Here we go. On to question number three. What is the process in which plants get energy from the sun? Photosynthesis. Boom. There you go. Excellent. She's, she's heating up. Two for two after two the pass. Two. Here we go. On to question number four. How many ribs does the human body have? Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to just guess. I'll see. 92? <laughs> no, no, way off. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh at you, girl, but 92 ribs. 92, no. What are, you, <laughs> what are you, a bass? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, no, it's 20, 24 is the correct answer there. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cute. Okay, question, question number five. Uh, in which year was JFK assassinated? Okay, it was 1960-something. Don't, mm-hmm. don't tell me. Yep. Okay, I'm going to say like 1961. It's either 1963. Yeah, 1963. There you go. You got it. Okay. I'm so excited that you're this excited. All right, so you got three correct. Here we go on to the final question. Uh, what was the first planet discovered with the aid of a telescope? Oh, no. I'll, gi- I'll give you a hint. It is easily the funniest planet name. Oh, okay. How about Uranus? That is correct, Lori. <laughs> All right, so that is four out of the five correct. That okay. is uh, excellent. I'm going to put you on hold, and we'll uh, see how Mahoney does, okay? Okay, okay good. Okay, man. I love her excitement <laughs> I, level. I do, too. I, I do just too. love her. She, I, I'm rooting for her. If she's looking for a child, I can be it. You want to you be adopted by Lori? She, I, she just made me feel so comfortable. She did. Know? All right, so Mahoney, everyone's rooting against you because Lori was a true delight. I mean... I don't think we've ever had a caller who sounds as lovely as Lori has. Doesn't she? I mean, really. Yeah. I just, her voice is a hug. That's what I'm saying. Okay, here we go, Mahoney. Uh, Same questions. Here we go. Uh, Question number one, which, uh, what, what dinosaur's name translate to, translates to three horned face? Triceratops. A triceratops, unfortunately, is correct. Question number two. I'm rooting against you right now. We usually were on the same team, but I love Lori so much. I hate uh, that you got that right. Who became the world's first billionaire in 1916? So I think it's either Morgan, J.P. Morgan, or Carnegie. Or is it a Rockefeller? I'm going to go Rockefeller. Dang it. Yeah. Stop John D. Rockefeller. Getting them right. You still have your pass. Okay, here we go. What is the process in which plants get energy from the sun? Osmosis. No. Yes. Photosynthesis. Oh, whatever. Same difference. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. You idiot. <laughs> How many ribs does the human body have? Are we talking pre-Bible or post-Bible? <laughs> Post-Bible. Post. <laughs> Post, uh, Post-Bible, pre-Marilyn Manson. <laughs> gotcha. I'm going to pass. Okay. Uh, 14? No, uh, it's 24, but your guess was a lot closer than Lori's 92. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's all right. If you think about, like, ribs like you would get on a, you know, like you order at a barbecue joint. Yeah, you know, yeah. I yeah. can see how we had 92. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> Maybe. Could you? All right, two more questions to go. You got two correct. In which year was JFK assassinated? Okay. Let me just do some math here. Okay. Do some math? Yeah, because Because when he was elected, is okay. that what you were doing? Yeah. I believe... It was 1958. No. A little off the wall. 63. 63. 63. 63. Okay. All right. So I want to bring Lori back in here. Uh, We got one final question, Mahoney. You've got two correct so far. What was the first planet discovered with the aid of a telescope? It's got to be Mars. It is no. not Mars. <laughs> did, Lori, did Lori just dunk on you and go, yeah, she no. Did. Lori, you win. Congratulations. <laughs> it's Uranus. No, it wasn't. It's Uranus it was because, of course, it's Uranus. Uranus before Mars. Hey, you got a big old booty, Mahoney. This is Dave and Mahoney. For those of you that don't know a lot about Mahoney just yet, uh, he is a huge foodie. And Audrey, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when somebody gives him a food recommendation, if it's not good, He'll hold it against that person forever. Well, we've been getting a lot of recommendations recently. Um, The other day, Mahoney and I were actually sitting in one of the studios and got like 10 or 15 recommendations from one of the sales guys. And this is exactly where that comes from, Audrey. You know, I love Mexican food. I'm looking for recommendations. The sales guy, he uh, suggested a few places. And one of them that he suggested, I decided to go check out 
with my wife. So yeah. this was a Mexican food establishment that you went to. And my experience, and you guys can tell me if yours differs, but with Mexican food, it's either great or terrible. There's not a lot of in-between. If it's in between, it's traditionally like a boring, massive national wide chain. And yeah. even then, it's either, it might be all right. It's, it's fine. like Americanized. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it could be fine. So this is, you know, authentic, local, spicy. I'm like, it's it's everything that I'm looking for in a place. And he's, as you were there with me, so you know. Is it this was, a spicy place? It was sold pretty hard. Yes. This was sold real hard. And I'm like, I've been excited. I knew that, like, I'm like, all right, this is where my my big weekend, uh, you know, ex, you know, uh, outing is going to be. Mahoney also gets ridiculously excited about food. Like, your whole day will kind of center around whatever meal you're going to have that you're most excited about. I don't have any vices in my life other than food. Yeah, you've gotten right. rid of the drinking and a lot of the gambling and, you know, just a any, bunch of that stuff. I that, can give that stuff up easy. Yeah. All, like the drinking, the smoking, any of that stuff is nothing to me. Food, on the other hand, is my Achilles heel or Achilles gut, yeah. uh, as you might say. Achilles belly. But, so I go there, staff is great, this place is packed, tons of people, and... Which one was it that you went to? I'm not going to say just because oh, they're really? nice people. And oh, no. Oh, was this not a good, good experience? Oh, no. no, no, no. And it was trash. <gasps> like, they gave me, they brought out the wrong entree. The second time they brought out the right entree. You sent it, it was, back? It tasted like there was cleaning product in, oh, no. in the chili relleno. And and again, you know that this place is, it's packed, so it's got to be pretty good by and large because Which, it's a Saturday night. There's not a table open. You think you this just had is some wild. bad luck? I think he had some bad luck because not only did one person from the sales team come in and tell us about this, but one of our production managers came in as well and was just like co-signing on how great this place but, was. So this just had to have been I don't a know. Bad, singular I, bad experience. I don't know if I can trust our sales guy no. for food recommendations ever again because this was, I mean, I got burned. After the show today, you should fight him. I mean- do you think you HR will allow us to fist fight over I this? Mean, I mean, like, it depends how badly you, you beat his ass. But, I mean, honestly. I mean, no, I, I mean, he's going to kick my ass. But, oh, I mean, so. I would like to <laughs> take a few swings first. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a, leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. So I got to say, I love the tipsy versus toddler game. But what I think would be a great added twist is if you did Dave's toddlers as the toddler and Mahoney and Audrey as the tipsy and see if you can guess which one of Dave's kids said it or if it was Mahoney or Audrey who said it for bonus points. Just an idea. Message deleted. So all we have to do in order to do that is I have to record my children constantly. Fine with that. Um, and then we have to get Mahoney and Audrey loaded. So we have, Audrey and I have a policy that there is no recording when we are drunk. It's probably, or really ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop filming me. What goes you. out over the radio, that's what we can record. But honestly, though, Mahoney and I have really slowed down. Yeah. Like, really slowed down. I feel like I, I'm on my sober, curious train where I really, in the last year, almost to the day, have stopped really drinking booze. See, I, I have not. So it would have to just really be yeah, you just versus me. your kids. I, I could just record my kids <laughs> and then myself when I'm when I hammered. <laughs> Easy. I can handle the whole bit, guys. Yeah, just, I just, just yeah. keep a, uh, just a recorder on you at all times. Just babe. keep doing what you do, Dave. You're just yep. really holding down the show over That's there. That's right. Please leave a message after the tone. Why do people think Girl Scout cookies are good? I totally understand wanting to support them financially, but I find all of their cookies to be absolutely terrible. <laughs> you stop listening man. to the show right now. No, yeah. we we, we've never you. done this before. Like, you are fired as a listener. Yeah, no. We need all yeah, the listeners yeah. we can, but at this moment in yeah. time, you are, you are, you are, yeah. we are uh, banished. Yes. I'm going to come to your house and break your radio. If we had Neither a trebuchet, we would put you in that and launch you over the wall. No. You guys both just started screaming nonsense. Like, literally, it's just because they're cute little girls. Dude, that, the like, Thin Mints? And, and the Thin Mints? Oh, yeah. So you put the peanut butter ones? In, in the freezer? They're just oh. fine. What are the they're coconut ones called? The chocolate and coconut ones? Samoas? I guess that's what they're called. Yeah. I mean, the fact the fact that it's going towards the development of, of you know, young kids on their way up. Learning are, entrepreneurship. Yeah, like that That also makes them more delicious, right? Because bo- it's for the kids. Dude, if you are a kid and you roll by my house 
and you you're selling something for school or your your team or whatever. How could you say no? I know, but I, I can I, say no. I got bamboozled by some kids one time. They told me that they were they came dressed in their little football uniforms and they sold me a bunch of candles that I didn't need. And the candles never came. And one day I saw them walking by. I'm like, hey guys, did those candles ever show up? And they took off running because they knew that they had hustled me. Dang, Dave, you got got. I got got. Yeah, I, th- I think if I were going to choose between, because I'm a former Girl Scout and my brother is a Eagle Scout. So, and I have like a, I really do have a thing like where I just feel like I need to support like kids like you, Dave, whenever you're saying that people who are coming up, but the girls, man, like I feel like they've just, they've got it under wraps. Like the Girl Scouts don't need help. Like whenever I see a Boy Scout selling popcorn, I'm always going to buy the popcorn. The Girl Scouts cookies, they, you they are, are selling. You are cold-blooded. They you, have you their can own get out app. Too. They have their own app. Yeah, you because they're have, entrepreneurs. Because they yeah, know what they're, they're doing. It's their parents. They're the girls effective. don't even. The girls don't even sell them. Oh, every time I've ever bought cookies, oh. like I'll buy. Do you, I, do buy you know, like, I buy like three cases. Do you know why at that time. is? Because they know that you're a mark. So the Girl Scouts will they'll come by the radio station every year when they're mm-hmm. fir- first starting to sell the cookies, and it's partially like a promotional thing. But they know that anytime that they stop by the studio, that Mahoney is going to buy All multiple cases. And doesn't even eat them. That just goes to show that you don't even really enjoy the cookies because you never even eat oh, them. Oh, I you know, I always eat all the Thin Mints. They're right. always going. Always you ever f- see any leftover Thin Mints? You that's sure true. don't. That's, that's you true. You sure don't. Frozen? You put them You put them in a freezer? Ooh, fresh Frozen the Thin freezer. Mints? Okay, oh. settle down. They're not is that great. There any, man, like- uh, It's just really not that great. There's 1,000 better frozen Thin Mint? You know what's not that great? You. Okay, well, that's a lie. We will we will sell you for three boxes of frozen Thin Mints. That's Absolutely. How easy You're out. Is. Like, can I stay on the payroll? Yeah, sure. Would you rather have a head the size of a tennis ball or the size of a watermelon? You'd still be the same level of intelligence, just with a really small or really massive head. Dude, you Most can't have a small head. head. Yeah, that, you cannot that, that, have a small head. I, and also, I think that our heads are about the size of a watermelon. A watermelon yeah. head over there. I mean, <laughs> those smaller water, those smaller watermelons that you see that are kind of like yeah, like like, you like a mini it. basketball. Yeah, it's like yeah. a ball, the size of a volleyball. It's a good size head. Yeah. Has yeah. anybody ever given you a yeah. uh, like like a really rude compliment on like your head size or shape? Because, you know, there's always that one person who's been called, like, a pea head before, and I feel like that's just so mean. Has anybody ever said anything about the size of your head? Um, well, like not a, necessarily. You mean a peanut head? Not just well, the size a, one as well. of my head necessarily, but kind of like the whole texture of my of my being. Uh, somebody told me that I looked like Frankenstein once, and it kind of <laughs> stuck with me. I mean, you got a square jaw. You see, you see how hard she left? And a thick neck, so that's good. <laughs> that hurts. This is Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, if I were to ask you a question, would you be honest with me? Depends on what the question is, Dave. So in uh, the relationship between my wife and I, who do you think is more likely to shoplift, me or my wife? I think you. Your wife. My wife? Well, I think you would be more intentionally over the years uh, inclined to shoplift, and your wife probably unintentionally because she's watching your four children. Absolutely. Doing all sorts of things, and, you know, sometimes you just get scatterbrained when you've got, you know, four Four kids kids under seven running around with you. I Um, also think that maybe she would encourage the children to put things in their pockets. <laughs> Fill up your pockets, kids, and run. <laughs> Fill and then, it with smokes. And then blame it on your children on the way out. Oops. Uh, no, so what happened over the weekend is my wife got accused of shoplifting at a Walmart. And what? Walmart has, like, casino-level security, if you're not familiar. It's kind of wild, but, like, almost all the Walmarts, at least the ones that we go to, are almost exclusively self-checkout. And they have the huge areas where you go do the self-checkout. So my wife was buying just some essentials, some groceries and stuff, and she'd gotten some eggs. Mm-hmm. And she had scanned the eggs, and then she held the carton up and was looking at it. And it turns out that a couple of the eggs were broken. And so this is where the moral dilemma comes in. She's looking at it with the the two broken eggs, and she decides that she's going to keep this carton of eggs with the two broken eggs. Whereas me, I'd probably be like, I'm putting those back. I'm, I'm going to swap those. You're going to walk all the way back once you've made it to the Now when you've got four kids. I yeah. understand why she didn't. Again, I wouldn't she, she didn't back. have all four kids, but she had a couple kids with her. Anyway, so she's looking at the eggs, and then she'd already scanned them and stuff. She's looking at the eggs, kind of inspecting it. She goes, ah, oh, that kind of stinks, and puts them into the bag. At that point, some lady who works there comes over, and she goes, ma'am, did you pay for those eggs? And she goes, yeah, I just scanned them. And I didn't know that this was a thing, but again, to, you know, to the point of Walmart having crazy security, the woman scans a receipt, and it rolls back the video right then and there of my wife at the cash register self-checking out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that could. I didn't know a, that was, was a thing a feature. Either. It's like instant replay, like you're wow. watching a football game, just like all right, That's let's actually, watch. Let's do we see have that again. Pat Summerall and John Madden yeah, calling right? it? 
<laughs> so she she rolls the video back, and then sure enough, it shows my wife scanning it. I guess she had just looked over and seen my wife when she was inspecting it, uh-huh. and then putting it in the bag. And she didn't. Did your wife immediately dunk on her? Yeah, man. Like, like I, mean, I would spike them. I would spike those eggs. Do a touchdown dance. Be like. Do the icky wood shuffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah something. I, there are just people it. who take their job way too seriously. Like, no knock to, like, the security officers of any establishment ever or to Walmart employees because y'all got really good benefits. But I feel like in this instance, this is a person who is just, like, power hungry. Like, even if you yeah. wanted yeah. to take a couple of eggs, you're Walmart, okay? Like, you are a massive corporation. That has nothing to do or directly affect well, it you. Well, doesn't, even if you didn't, you could be... <laughs> It's the way you approach a situation and how you talk to somebody directly has an effect because there's a way to approach somebody and say, hey, you might might have missed that, you know, and you can go. Yeah. There, there, there are proper it, ways it was very, to, to talk. And you, there's certainly a, a tone which you know when you're being accused. Yes. Yeah, so of she, she came at her with that like accusatory yeah, tone yeah, yeah. and then thought she had the gotcha with the, the, the replay. Because she wouldn't have done that receipt. had she yeah. not thought she no, was. Yes. yes. And I'm with you. Like, my wife, of course, was nice about it. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just looking at the eggs, and there was a couple that were broken. And she's you know what I would have done? Way. I would have been like, actually, you know what's funny is that I was hoping that you'd be able to help me on my way out. Can you go all the way back to you the egg give me aisle? Some new eggs. <laughs> You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. Blitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. You know, my kids keep hounding me to take them to the Mario movie, and I'm not mad at it because I love the idea that they're really into something that I was also really into when I was a kid with Mario Kart. Um, We haven't had a chance to do it yet, but I think maybe this weekend, and it's crushing again at the box office, $87 million. The second movie was The Pope's Exorcist. That's the Russell Crowe one. That one came in with $9 million. So really funny, I don't know if you've seen the Jack Black song about Princess Peach. Peaches, 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 peaches. That's like the only song, like the only is lyric it? in the okay. song. Um, but the reason why I bring it up is because the chords are the same exact as Rick Astley. Oh, so really? he's essentially Rick rolling us without us even knowing. Uh, Jack Black is such a national treasure. You guys treasure haven't heard I love this that yet? Guy. No, I, I have haven't not. yet. No. Oh my gosh, it's all over the internet. Log on. But the fact that it's done <laughs> over $300 million in just a couple of weeks. $347 million, yeah. almost three fifty. yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I think this is probably going to be the start of a Nintendo cinematic universe. Give us oh. some Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Give us Metroid. I mean, Donkey Kong. Yes, they said that there's going to be a lot of Easter eggs for people who uh, grew up playing just a lot of these games in general. So, Dave, whenever you go, Mahoney, if, I don't know if you're going to go and see it. I know that we had our, our feelings about uh, Chris not really having his actual Mario mm-hmm. affect in there. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of Easter eggs so to be hunting for. You've got your kids hooked on Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. So, and you've got the, what is it, the Switch or whatever it yeah. is? Yeah, the Switch. Have yeah. you thought about introducing them to Super Smash Bros? That's the fight, Nintendo fighting game? Uh, maybe let's wait, you know, because they're already violent enough with each other. Nah, I would just, so no. you could just beat the, beat the heck out of them just while playing into it. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's uh, actually kind of hard, I feel like, for, for the younger kids because with Kart, it's one button, with Smash Bros, it's multiple. Got to learn sometime. <laughs> that's fair. Speaking She's of four. this turning into like a Nintendo cinematic universe, I mean, that seems to be like kind of the thing now that you do. Sure. Um, one person that's not that comfortable with the idea of a, a, an expansion of their cinematic universe is Elijah Woods when it comes to Lord of the Rings. Obviously, you know, he played the lead character and he said that he has some concerns about this new series that they're planning and, you know, continuing to roll out more Lord of the Rings. He think, thinks it could water it all down. Yes. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I actually thought that the Amazon series that they produced it started off a little slow but it finished strong for me and i thought the production value for like a series that you would see on you know a streaming service was done really well the production value is really good but there's very few shows that the wife and i will start and we'll get like six or seven episodes in and then fall off it and that's brings what it back it does it? episode eight brings it all back and sets up season number two we're talking yeah. about rings of power i don't know it just feels like you know, obviously, the, the 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 original trilogy that was done by Peter Jackson holds such a special place in so many people's hearts. Well, I mean, was it 17 Oscars that they won? I mean, it's a, something know. obscene, uh, you know, that they did. But I, I'm... I feel like if we're going to talk about anything watering down the franchise, it would have been the Hobbit series. The Hobbit trilogy, yeah. it was not... I mean, it, it made it cheap. 
it's not going to be the Amazon new Nobody new rewatches television those. Series. Everybody no. rewatches the original trilogy. And so, I can watch them in the extended director's cut, too. Can, can we just take a second and all agree that royal coronations are like the weirdest thing ever? I mean, first off, the fact that there's, you know, a royal family in 2023 is just ridiculous. It's they're, they're, They don't really serve a purpose, right? But the fact that... <laughs> King Charles is having his royal coronation, and they're going to have a concert, and it's Lionel Richie, Hell yeah. Andrea Bocelli, okay. and Katy Perry. Like, that's a what weird... Is, what, that, what are we doing? That's a weird one. That's a weird cross-section of artists. No Oasis? We're no. not going <laughs> to... See, Oasis and even Bocelli and... Yeah, I mean, like, there's plenty Paul of... Paul McCartney, we're not getting any of those? There's good Brit- uh, plenty of good British artists, sure. right? But instead, you end up with Katy Perry performing I mean, for I mean, King I like Charles. Katy Perry. Katy Perry is Katy like... Katy Perry is the furthest thing from King Charles that I can imagine. That he's trying to get with the youths. Is that what it is? Stop it. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a... Leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Not only do you keep me entertained, but you're my kind of people. Like, I went to my nail appointment the other day, and I told my nail girl that I take a nap every day, and the gasp she got is, was ridiculous. She's like, you do not. That is not normal. But then, you know, I listen to you guys, and you are master nappers, just like me. And you just get me, and I get you, and I just appreciate that. So, thanks. Love you, bye. Message to be leader. fair, some of the hardest working individuals in the entire world are is going to be your nail tech. They never take a day off. They work from sunup to sundown, and literally, I don't even know. I think they have to force... Like one day where they close the entire nail, nail salon, and then that's the yeah, day the that work, they get I off. Yeah, the work. I if somebody works in a nail salon is yeah. second to none. It's, it's a crazy. Lot of work. So you tell them that you nap. It's kind of rude. <laughs> but, but but there is something to be said about being a master napper. And Mahoney, we've we've heard about a lot of people in the radio business that over the years, after they have had a bunch of success, they get to kind of start calling the shots. Mm-hmm. And one thing that always stood out to me was the the Howard Stern limousine elevator. So he didn't want to see anyone while he was, you know, taking the elevator well, up to his floor. It was also cold in New York in the winter. So but he, he would drive down into the parking garage, and then there was a special elevator that fit his whole limousine that it would just drive into and take him up to his floor. That's not the most impressive thing. The most impressive thing is that Howard Stern had a napping room. Like, after his show, he would just walk down the hallway, and there was a room that was just for his napping, and under no circumstances could anyone bother him. And I'm like, that, that is a dream come true. We need a napping room and our own private bathroom. That's like, it doesn't matter what you do in radio until you have your own private bathroom. You haven't made it. You are not one of the, uh, the chosen ones. Could you ever really see yourself napping, though, at work? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Re- yeah. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've, way easier to nap at work than at home with the kids. Because here's the thing. I would be I, so embarrassed. We've you done wouldn't? like yeah, absolutely. S- certain days when we're like running a best of show or something like that near like Christmas time yeah. when our, so for whatever reason, our, our, our vacation doesn't sync up and I'm in the studio and it's by myself. You know, you put on the best of prime program, time, and then yeah. I go to our office, and I've got a recliner in there. I'm, yeah, I'm going to take a little nap. Technically, you're, you're at work, so you don't have to take a vacation day. Don't have to take a vacation And you're day. napping. That's a win-win. Please leave a message after the Also, that, that, that being said, my wife, I, I'm, I feel like there's very few times in my life that I feel like the adult in our relationship, but over the weekend... I made my wife, like, I forced her to take a nap. You did? You did? Because I'm like, you know, we've been busy, you know, over the weekend, traveling, doing all those things, running around town. On Sunday, I'm just like, it's 11, it's 11 a.m., which is, I feel like Took perfect. an 11 a.m. nap? Yeah. Okay. And we sure. woke up, we woke like up at 6.30 in the morning. Time. We had yeah. walked already, yeah. ate breakfast, she, and I'm like, what was, what was her review of the She's nap? like, I'm not tired. And then I'm like, well, just come lay down and let's see what happens. Oh, that's such a love language moment. And then <laughs> normally that's like, let's get it on. You're like, no, 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 actually don't touch me. Like, let's <laughs> let's sleep. And then we we napped for about 90 minutes and woke up, felt great, and uh, she she thanked me afterwards. She did. Aww. She did. She, she was like, I didn't know I needed it. You showed her and the I was light. Like, yep. I yeah. thought that you were gonna say earlier what? though that uh, you try and hide your naps from your wife, but in this moment during you the work week, I do because you know when it's the middle of the day and she's dealing with a billion kids at her school and I'm just sleeping. Cause she's working and you're not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you I, I don't, I don't necessarily tell her I'm taking Do you, whenever you get up, 
because this is what I do. Do you get up and pretend like you've just been so productive during I've the day? I've been so busy. <laughs> so busy. <laughs> what happened to make someone you know get fired on the spot at their job? Message deleted. Napping. <laughs> it's in my contract. You're I specifically allowed to nap? got I specifically yeah. got that carve out so that uh, we were able to to drink and sleep on the job. Uh, the only time I've ever seen somebody get fired on the spot was when I was waiting tables and there was this dude. His name was Silas, and he was scamming credit card numbers. Oh, really? And so not only did he get fired on the did spot, he get arrested on the spot. The too? police, yeah, the cops rolled there. in there yeah. and pulled him out mid shift. That is... like he had a, he had a table. <laughs> Silas, please leave a message after the tone. Name a bigger move than fighting a person naked. If you're the only one naked in a fight, you immediately have a leg up. Message deleted. Mm -hmm. You don't put your leg up if you're naked in a fight. (laughs) Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. There is a certain person. person. So vile, so arrogant, a middle ground between horrible and useless, a culinary and retail nightmare, a person who we call Karen. These are the Karen Chronicles. Why did you do that, Karen? We've all encountered that person out in the wild that thinks everything revolves around them, and if everything's not perfect, they demand to speak with the manager immediately. It's amazing, though, what some of these Karens and Darrens will decide to complain about, Mahoney. Dave, we are living in the world of the Karens and the Darrens now, where information travels freely and fast, and they plan to share even the smallest inconvenience with us via Yelp and Google reviews, no matter what, Dave. This is uh, somebody complaining about the fire department? Who complains about the fire department? Who complains about the fire department? The people who run into the buildings that are on fire and save you. You're complaining about those people. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, for the Boston Fire Department Engine uh, 18 Ladder 6. It's got 4.9 out of 5 stars. they're calling them out by engine and ladder? Yep. So 4.9 out of 5 stars. Only 46 reviews, so I imagine they would have been a perfect 5 if not for this Karen. Okay. But AD said 5 out of 5. Amazing place. Great vehicles. Tobias okay. K, 5 out of 5. Very good station. Nice personnel. The siren has a pleasant volume. Please keep it up. You are real heroes. That yeah, nice? I can't argue with that. What yeah. did Karen have to say? Well, Karen said 1 out of 5 stars. I kind of appreciate the service, but let's be real. They don't really do much if nothing is happening, these firefighters. But one thing they do do is not recognize who lives in the neighborhood where their loud fire trucks are. They are so inconsiderate of the children and the elderly and the other people in general. We ask that you please try to consider not working with the sirens at such a high noise. We can work with the lights or a single sound. We do not need the blaring sirens so the whole darn neighborhood can hear it and get startled. You know damn well you can save lives without all the rackets. I really hope your house never burns down, Karen. I hope it does. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Because your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen, all at the same time. They're everywhere. (laughs) 